magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Shafey. Shafey, are you there? Thank you, Mr. Wine. Let me tell you something. There's no wine in the world. It's no wine. Huh? This is 65 African Gunji from the motherland. Do you understand? It's been soaked in the earth back home. This is mean. One joint of us put Southern California to sleep back in 65. Did you know there was a revolution in 65? We want to sleep in this because it is. Hey, 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 wake up one magical nation, wake up. Dusk is falling on Austin, Texas. There's a crescent moon hanging low on the horizon. A couple of planets, I'm gonna guess Mars and Jupiter. I don't know, I didn't look it up before, uh, before we started rolling. But here I am, it's great to be here with you for one magical hour, I'm Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular i sound a little funny tonight it's because i have a toothache so now we'll welcome this guy you know him you love him he's a montserrat mistaker he's a magnificent martinique mistaker he's matthew rampy and he's right here to the left to the left Everything you pod in a cast to the left. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I'm gonna make another cast in a minute. Matter of fact, it'll be posted in a minute, baby. Oh, Shavy, I'm sad to hear about your tooth, man. That I don't worry. Such uh, a farmer. My, uh, it is, it is the molar to the left. Oof. On the lower side of the, on the lower side of the mouth. Uh, oh, we're going to make it. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Matthew Rampey and uh, Jesse Temple will be around to uh, get my mind off my worries and help you. Special guest, Jesse Temple. One magical nation. Get ca- Chase your worries away as well with lots of fun that we're going to be having tonight. I wanted to kick things off by uh, saying hello to a couple of, uh, couple of folks out there in One Magical Nation who have reached out to us, uh, our buddy Mark Stumbris. I, I think he actually used the uh, the uh, website feedback form that shows up all weird on my uh, in my email inbox. But uh, that thing to- is useful after all. I thought that was just a vestigial appendage. When you put up a website, you got to have one of those. But it sounds it looks like people actually use that. Uh, Mark Stumbris and uh, and what's his name? Yep. Oh, choo choo. Uh, so thanks for the feedback, Mark. Uh, miss you. Hope you're doing up well wherever uh, wherever the world has taken you. Uh, also, I got a uh, I got a text from our old buddy Matthew Roy down in San Antonio. 
uh, it came the other morning saying, you know, he was listening and having fun. And I got back to him immediately because I was thinking about him the night before. I, uh, it might have been, might have been tooth related actually, because it was <laughs> I think Wednesday or Thursday night. I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, it was 1 a.m. And I uh, couldn't really sleep. I didn't quite feel like reading, so I uh, I had my you know my little Bose Bluetooth speaker, and I I have it on my headboard, and I started playing just fooling around with Spotify, just connecting uh, recommendations and stuff. And uh, my I have a you know from my grandparents I inherited this big hand carved wooden headboard, and that Bose speaker resonates all through that headboard. It's really cool to just lay in the dark and listen to weird music like that you know you prefaced that sentence with you know how would we have known about that headboard and its resonance <laughs> <laughs> honestly i thought i thought maybe i would have talked about it i i, I, no, I talked about a, it. that's a new character here on the cast i'm gonna be i'm gonna be following up on that headboard <laughs> on schaefer's headboard oh <laughs> uh, that's a that's going to be sorry fun. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead oh i'm excited about that uh the wayward algorithms of Spotify led me to <laughs> Cradle of Filth's cover of uh, Mr. Crowley, the Ozzy Osbourne song. Wow. Okay. And I just like, I found it delightful. It's a very theatrical, you know, uh, black metal or death metal song. And so like for a kid's birthday party kind of thing? Yeah, yeah you got it. Um, and they did an excellent job of it. And then I just started following you know, the connections, and I ended up listening to a lot of Scandinavian black metal, which, uh, you know, I, I, I knew about it, and I had listened to some of it. A lot of it I knew about because of Matthew Roy. And, uh, but, you know, I had always, I, I'm impressed by their technical prowess. You know, it takes a lot of talent to play that music, you know, and to put together those big, crazy, like, symphonic but also extremely fast and, you know, double clutch, uh, crazy songs. Uh, and also, you know, there's a theatricality and, you know, an entertainment value to like, you know, the guy, uh, Mortise was his name, uh, who like actually got cosmetic surgery to make himself look like an elf who had crawl out, crawled out of a hole from hell, you know, That's dedication. But I can't say that I had ever really connected with it on an emotional level, you know, but finally I, we found a musical genre. That's not in your wheelhouse. I found, but I found the other night, I found it really speaking to me. And I think that it's just 2020 as a whole, like <laughs> honestly, like, you know, global pandemics and, you know, uh, authoritarian presidents like got me, it goes right along with Scandinavian black death metal, huh? Yeah, like it was ready for because it because I you know I found or you know who knows maybe I was in just the right mood and found just the right the right you know music for for that. But uh, I I really think that maybe like I've been conditioned a little bit by this year to uh, to understand it a little better. Uh, anyway, I was really excited to tell Matthew about that because and Matthew <laughs> he had some funny things to say basically like the most of the bands that I named were kind of a little too poppy for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's into some deep, dark stuff. 
He's into some, he's into some deep cuts. His, his, his exact words were, if it doesn't sound like it was recorded on your neighbor's boombox, then I don't really like it. <laughs> well, I'm stoked that Matt Roy is listening. I love that. You know, Scandinavians are also, like, the music is dark and black because of the winter, right? It's just yeah, it's so, much, so much death in your life when you live at such a northern latitude, right? Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Well, I I want to shout out to um, Captain Q, who's been listening, and who actually has a full-on uh, get at us um, tonight. And um, I'm sorry, All right, let, me, let me cue that up here. Here is a, the, a question from Captain Q. Do you listen to the whole show before you name it? Now, I haven't had a chance to reply to Captain Q that indeed there is a distinct uh, division of labor on this podcast. And I do certain things and Shafee does certain things. And Shafee makes the show titles. And we don't discuss that. So tell us about your process. I, if I have the, if, if the schedule works out to where I have the time, to listen to it before I name it, I do. I would say most commonly though, just the way it works, like, you know, I usually end up getting them from you kind of the next morning and it's usually just like while I'm opening up the bar that I want to get it up, you know, for the folks at work. So I don't usually have a lot of time uh, to go through it a whole lot. So I try to, I try to think about it while we're talking, uh, you know, and kind of make some notes. But also, I often use our show sheet to kind of remind me of what was going on. Um, but then I think probably folks have noticed, like, I do go back and listen to a little. That's why a lot of the titles kind of favor stuff that happens in the intro, because that's what I have time to listen to before, yeah, before, I, okay. before I name it. So, no, there's to answer your question. Maybe that's what he's getting at. It's not, it's not, a, it's, it's not a consistent process. Uh, but you know, but it's definitely a fun one. And I, I, I enjoy doing it. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I, I do want to enter the, the alternate, um, title for the last episode. Chemtrails is an old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've said it like two or three times. <laughs> I, I was like the way you were sort of waxing poetic <laughs> or you were you were talking about chemtrails in like uh like a folklore kind of thing. <laughs> it's great i you know it's uh, they are kind of the the old folk you the you know the old poor richard's almanac folk tale of conspiracy theories i think definitely uh and i'll tell you uh, something else captain q uh when we were interviewing gabby and she talked about rolling down the hill dressed as a ghost. I was like, this is going, some variation of this is definitely going to be the title. So sometimes that happens. Right. Well, keep it up. You're doing an excellent job. I got no problem with it. I appreciate it. Also from that, to, to talking about our division of labor, I would like to once again point out, um, I've done it with some of you listeners just while I've been talking to you in real life. The end of that interview episode Matthew's audio engineering when uh, Gabby's laughing and then he 
cuts right in with her song. Uh, that was that was a work of audio engineering poetry right there. I, I re-listened to that several times. Nice job, Matthew. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, I do appreciate that. How about maybe, a little audio? Maybe in maybe in another forty or so episodes, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll learn something else. Captain Q had one other comment. He mentioned that I used bric-a-brac once correctly and once incorrectly, and I think I did. I think I did um, uh, correct myself, but I I meant to say tchotchkes when we were talking to Gabby, and I couldn't think of that word. So, tchotchkes. Is bric-a-brac not synonymous for tchotchkes? It is. It is. Okay. Sometimes I like to say as many synonyms of the thing as I can, <laughs> just to, just to kind of hone in on what I'm talking about. I feel you. It, it frustrates me when there's a word that escapes me, and it also frustrates me when I, I'll, I'll have a little word trend, and I'll say the same $10 word a few times over the course of a couple episodes. You're just going to have to hang in there with me, folks. I'm, I'm really just learning to podcast. <laughs> uh, we, I don't even, do we even mention that? that this is episode 40. Episode 40, we're over the hill. 40 days and 40 nights. Did, we, did you say that already? I was laughing. Actually, let's, let's, get, let's get Jesse on here, uh, and then we'll talk, about, uh, we'll talk about One Magical Nation being over the hill, because I was thinking, it, it had me think about some funny things about our culture. What is this one you have highlighted? Uh, one that we're skipping? Yeah, well, I was thinking about it, but we can just do it real quick. Um, I actually have an email to my friend Matthias Felina. I have an email to him. To, I hope that he'll come on and chat with us a little bit. Uh, but he uh, has been doing, over the years, he's a poet, really awesome poet. And over the years, he's been doing this thing called a dream delivery service, where he goes from town to town and he writes, it's a poem, he calls it a dream, uh, and you get a subscription, and every day he writes a poem, and then in the afternoon he, he hands writes it and then Xeroxes it, and then, and then uh, addresses it, puts it in an envelope, gets it, gets it copied and everything, and then in the morning drives all around that city, I mean, sorry, not drives, he rides his bike, rides his bike all around town, delivering those dreams to people's mailboxes. So every day for uh, 30 days or whatever, you get a new, you wake up and there's a new poem in your, in your, uh, in your mailbox. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, but now because of the, uh, because of the pandemic, he's doing it all, all via mail. So you can anywhere, and then anywhere in the world, I guess, or at least anywhere in the nation, you can get a subscription uh, to his dream delivery service. And he's doing, he's actually doing 60, 60 poems over, I think over 30 days or something. Uh, and uh, it's $60, although he has like a sliding scale if you want to get at him because you, you'd like, like the poems but can't necessarily afford it. He, uh, he'll work with you. Uh, but it's super cool. So if you, uh, if you're interested, go to dreamdeliveryservice.com uh, and hit up Matthias about that. It's it's super neat. He's he's a great poet. It's awesome to just have something brand new in your mail every day. 
we need to w- stop here for just a moment and welcome our good friend Jesse Temple. There she is. Is there is there the echo of us over there? What's going on where you are? Oh, um, you guys are wonderful, and it's so good to hear your voices. I'm just trying to get my my Zoom face just right. Okay. Can you see my defiance? Uh, it's pretty good. Are you at a restaurant? I'm hearing. I'm you hearing a like, no. You look like you have a. Well, I'm in my house. I heard that the subject of this uh, podcast was poor choices, and so I decided to host a happy hour at my house right before we had the podcast. So oh, uh, you're on. right now. Okay, well, tell them that you're on, that you're on a podcast now, and they need to they need to tone it down out there. So, so you're primed and ready. To- I, I told them, and <laughs> no, I told them, and what they said was poor choices. If that's your subject, let's talk about eating dinner at a Luby's. Oh, that's that's where y'all's head is at. <laughs> uh, Matthew and I are always down to talk about Luby's. We love Luby's. <laughs> yeah, we used to meet at Luby's quite often. Did you know that? Yeah. Luby's, did you know that Luby's closed? What? I think this was this was actually the reason why they decided to have a birthday dinner at a Luby's in the middle of a pandemic um, was that Luby's was going to close and this is the last chance to get your cherry jello or whatever it is you get at Luby's. The Luann platter with uh, fried fish, mac and cheese, and green beans. I mean, we all yeah. have our, we all have. Are you have gonna our- let that move gently into the dark night? Without taking another stab at it, I had no idea. They, I mean, it, I thought that it just happened quickly. Is it, are they still in operation? Enough to cause marital strife in divorced couples, one of whom thinks Luby yes, and one of them thinks Luby's no. Mm. I don't know. Last. Um, I'm only gauging this based on the conversation on my patio right now. I've walked away from it. Oh, oh good. Wanna, hey, let's stop down for just a sec. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got to get her on a phone or something. Yeah. Do you or can you just maybe get closer to your router, Jesse? You're doing a you're doing oh. the max, max headroom thing real bad. No. Oh. You're like how I look all the time. But um Max, I will Max Yeah, the the um the connection's pretty poor. Shaver, how do you know that I'm not like this all the time? Okay, so right now I'm sitting right next to my router. You do okay. sound better. Yeah. Do I sound better? You can't see my face. Yes, <laughs> it's better. It is working better. I'm not kidding. Thank you. Right. Sorry, to, uh, sorry to be the uh, audio snob here. Technical difficulties. Okay. They, um, they're endemic during the pandemic. It's just how it goes. No doubt. So, you, Jesse? Uh, what time did your happy hour start? Five. <laughs> happy hour time. <laughs> What's not happy, Matthew? But listen, 
Prior to that, I decided I was living in a state of perpetual dread. So I thought I would go to, um, well, I didn't know where I would go, but I ended up at Hornsby Bend. And I took a walk through the nature trail by the river. And it was armadillo happy hour. And you know how you never see armadillos except for squished on the highway? Let me tell you, the armadillos were out in full force. They were eating ants. They were doing the thing. Um, It was heartening. Was that today? Yeah, just now. Why were you in a state of perpetual dread? Oh, I live in this state. That's just kind of your baseline? It's actually my baseline. And I think on some level, the pandemic felt like an affirmation of that baseline. Um, you know, more, more, than, more than an exacerbation of that baseline. I have a, I have a recommendation for you, Jesse. Scandinavian. Oh, dude, is it Lexapro? Because I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Scandinavian black metal. Oh, fuck, yeah! Yeah, we were just having a discussion it's about Scandinavian no! black metal. You'd be surprised how well it complements 2020. I believe that. I'm sorry, I was, I was surprised by how well it complemented 2020. The other night, I was telling uh, Matthew and all of One Magical Nation that the other night, I, I had a middle-of-the-night emotional bonding experience with some Scandinavian metal bands, and I can only attribute it to what's been going on in the last year. Will you make me a mixtape? Yes, I absolutely will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that sounds really, really good to me. Did you say, no, wait, did you say that the, the thing that happened? The, yeah. the, wait, did you say the pandemic was a confirmation of... Yeah. Of like your is this existential dread? American a sublimation. Oh yeah, it's not a sublimation. It's whatever is the opposite of a sublimation, where everything comes to the surface. Where you're like, oh yeah, I knew it was shit. Like holy fuck, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, we're all like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's, that's good. And the, but the armadillos, I'm here to tell you, are unruffled by all of this. They're just, they're just uh, truffling around, lumbering around. I love, I love the way an armadillo walking through the underbrush sounds like 15 people walking through the underbrush. I'm I didn't always, know what it was. I'm I thought it was people. And then I look and I'm like, no, it's just one little dude with a big tail. Yeah. It sounds like there's like a, a horse walking towards you through the underbrush. <laughs> you're like, you're so small. How are you making all that noise? <laughs> yes. Also, possibly a metaphor for dread. A metaphor for... Uh, you guys just froze. Tell me, send me, tell me what you said again. Um. Sounded like you said that armadillos were a metaphor for drugs. Oh no, I said a metaphor for dread. Like you think it's 15 dudes in the woods and it turns out it's just this weird, like sort of vaguely primordial scaly tailed dude. Who's yes. just- yeah, um, that's the heffalumps and woozles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, very nice. And they are kind of um, pervasive, like, they're always out there. You, you got to watch out for the heffalumps and the woozles. 
believe that's a Winnie the Pooh reference, is it not? It is. It's the Tao of Pooh. Well done. Well done. Thank you, Jesse, thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. Thank you for taking the time out of your happy hour to join us this evening. <laughs> I, like the, I like the American definition of happy hour, which is a four-hour block from five to nine. <laughs> uh, possibly seven hour. We're yeah, going to see the, how long we out there. At the front page, we start at three. All right. Um, I was... I was mentioning to Amy that I have, I was, I like to uh, research our guests thoroughly. And I felt like that, you know, <laughs> felt like we know each other pretty well. I feel like we're pretty good friends. And I thought I knew a lot about you, but she actually like hipped me to some stuff that I didn't know. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> I can explain everything. <laughs> Specifically, she mentioned that you had an article in Dwell Magazine recently. Oh, yeah. How are you going to explain oh. that, young lady? <laughs> what? <laughs> they paid me. Try explaining that one. <laughs> this, the, the headline is, this Eichler-inspired dwelling in Austin boasts serious curve appeal. I see what you did there. That's a play on words. Serious, serious curve appeal. Yeah, um, I didn't actually write that headline, but uh, I. Uh, oh, you didn't. You didn't write the headline. <laughs> but you wrote. Yeah, did you write the it. article? I did. <laughs> I wrote the article. Uh, Captain Q, <laughs> just, you know, I, I wrote that headline. Yeah, I actually called Schaefer and I was like, "What can you do with curves?" And he said, "How about?" Curve appeal, and I said, "I owe you a beer." Yeah. Um, listen, I think that the the world the world runs on puns. That's what we run on. We love it. It's a shared language. We we um we thrive on it. I mean, we love puns at this show. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this podcast runs on puns. <laughs> One of us, one of us is an actual yeah. dad, and one of us dresses like, like one. So obviously, we uh, obviously mm -hmm. we're sons. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to mm -hmm. catch up. I'm gonna pour myself a beer over here. Do it. Oh, I was about to go outside, but then I thought maybe I hold on. Hold I feel on like Wait, I feel like I feel like reading. I feel like reading straight from the show sheet. She's 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 she, she's run away from the from the device. Oh, she's back. Okay. Oh, no, uh, I'm back. Yeah, we, oh, we got. Can I, can I do a, a, a non-sponsored? This is a this is a plug for Fight and Plow Brewery in Kerrville, Texas. Hey, welcome, new sponsor, Fight and Plow. We love we love Fight and Plow. Available at the front page as well. That's it. Available at the front page. Yeah. Cheers. Here's to it. I'm drinking a Crowler. Um, it was too dark. I didn't know which one I was drinking, but I'm really, really enjoying it. <laughs> as I really, really enjoyed the other one. As that I, looks like I some sort of, <laughs> I some sort of amber ale, ale, maybe? Is that an amber ale or an Oktoberfest? Mm -hmm. right. Definitely an amber ale. Just looking at it, guys. Yeah, that's real good. That's real good. Here. I'm a beer it professional. Like, it looks like a... <laughs> Yes, you are. It looks like a like a nice bourbon. I mean, it's definitely an amber liquor. It's yep. seasonally appropriate, and it is it's delicious. 
This is where Jesse drinks a bunch of whiskey and tries to tell us that it's beer. <laughs> At this point in the interview, we ask Jesse to get on a telephone to record her audio because we were having issues with her computer audio. So we've made that transition in this little time, technical difficulties. It says there are three participants, but it's real scratchy. And it says it's oh, There you are. There you go. Okay. How is that? Better. How does that feel for you? That feels better for you? Uh, I mean, we you were cutting in and out before. This is at least a... Yeah, this way we can actually hear you, yeah. Can you for me, it feels like I'm calling Turkmenistan in like well, the 80s. Well, that's going to give the podcast just a little bit of Turkmenistani texture. Okay. <laughs> it's like an Uzbek... Okay, it's like an Uzbek homeopath. Okay. Okay. The interview, and but look at us on the video screen too. <laughs> You're tiny. There you go. Hey. Hello. Hi. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that oh, is hi. that is so much better. Hi, I like your face. Okay. So, how did you get that? How did you get this um, gig with writing an article for Dwell? Oh well, the funny thing is, I got this article. I mean, this this gig because I was writing for Texas Architect Magazine. And then you ask yourself how to get the gig writing for Texas Architect Magazine. Well, as you know, it's all about who you know. So the editor of Texas who do you Architect know? Magazine. Sorry, hello? Who do you know? Hello? I know you, and I know Schaefer, <laughs> and I know... Okay, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go on. No, I know. It's really... It's, it's how it is. Anyway, so it turns out... So I was... I was uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was taking my architectural exams, you know, to become a licensed architect. And I thought, well, what a, what a load of shit. I'm like the last person in the world to try to take the architectural exams. And it turned out, no, I'm not the last person in the world. My friend Nicole also had to take her structural exam. So I was talking to my friend Nicole. We did the structural exams together. And it turns out we, we've been buddies ever since the process. And so we went to an architectural convention. And he said, she, she, we should meet my friend Aaron. He is the editor of Texas Architect Magazine. You like to write? Maybe you'd like to write some architect and <laughs> some articles about architecture. And I said, "Yeah, sure." So I thought that Aaron and I started writing some articles for Texas Architect Magazine. And he said, "Oh, you should probably talk to my friend Bill. He's the editor of Dwell. You should write some <laughs> articles for Dwell." And I said, "Sure." So I talked to I talked to Bill, and I started writing some articles for Dwell. That's how that went. So cool. You shot like a Roman candle up the architectural periodical world. Yeah. <laughs> right to the it's, top. It's like that. That's how I feel, like a Roman candle. Um, like a firework, end. like a Katy Perry firework? Like a firework. <laughs> Only I feel a lot like the, the um, video that Katy Perry's ex-husband posted where she has no makeup on, but she's doing the, like, the dance rehearsal for one of, like, her firework videos, and she's awesome. Like, she's so great, but she's got her hair pulled back and a little sweaty ponytail, and she's just got, like, sweatpants on, and she's dancing as hard as she can. And I'm like, I love that woman. That is the woman that dance? I love, not the firework woman. Yeah. A little, like, flash dance? 
Um, actually, not like flash dance because her oh. sweatshirt was all the way on, and she oh. was just like she was just <laughs> doing it to do the work. And she was really sweaty, and she was great, and she didn't have any makeup on, and she was just like, oh, "I'm gonna fucking practice to like get this shit right." And I I really appreciated that about her. Kevin Bacon wasn't creeping around, was he? No, that was Foot Footloose. Huh? He might have been creeping around, but in a different capacity. Yeah, that was it was pre Footloose. But I will also say that Footloose was a was a major inspiration for me both both in terms of my writing and in terms of my overall physical movement through this earth. And in terms of your fancy freeness. You and me both, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take a little dance break right now and just do it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, go right ahead. Why don't you dance and I'll describe it to the listeners. Okay, okay, ready? <laughs> Jesse is standing up. She's dancing. Oh, she just she just kind of ripped her sweatshirt so it looks a little more footloosey. Oh my word! She's wearing leggings. Where did you put those leggings on, Jesse? Fantastic. Oh, watch out. Kevin Bacon's looking through your window. Don't spill your bourbon or whatever you're drinking over there. <laughs> Careful. No, 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 no. It's just an Oktoberfest. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you had like a, like six ounces of bourbon in that glass. <laughs> and then you just, and you just been going. Look, let's, let's try to keep this. Let's try against, um, um, happy hour rules to keep this interview on track. Look, there are people, there are people that we know that are that are interrupting her over there during the podcast interview. Uh, I would, I would be happy. To, I would be happy to read straight from the show sheet if you like. I was, okay. I was trying to get back to the show sheet, but it's like uh, herding cats. Jesse, the next item on the show sheet is chairs. Okay, we can talk about chairs. Are you sure you don't want to start with poor choices? That no, that's, like that's the crescendo. But okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, chairs. Tell, yeah. your, tell your guests that you are busy, that you are conducting an interview. <laughs> I'm trying to interview it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'll I'm, I'm going to text your guests. I'm going to text your guests to leave you alone, okay? Jesse, please, please talk to us a little bit about your relationship with and love of chairs. <laughs> well, your- this is where this is where I wanted to talk to you about the idea of uh, an alternate persona, like maybe a pandemic persona, right? That, and this, and for me, this persona came came up before the pandemic, um, mostly because Shaver had introduced me to the concept of this guy named Gary, who actually is a real guy that used to go into Shaver's bar. Um, Gary apparently at one point was subject to a really bad fit of allergies, at which he point he started talking like <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary, whatever. And so at that point, Gary took over um, the life in my house, and um, so uh, Gary, my pandemic persona, would like to tell you about chairs. Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
Okay, good. Okay, so <laughs> here's what Gary has to say about chairs. Uh, Schaefer, you got an ass? I can look at you, and I can tell you, you and Matthew both, you got asses. <laughs> here's the thing about asses. You need a place to put them. Where do you put your ass? In a goddamn chair. That's right. It, wait, is that a Gary quote, or that's you intoning the spirit of Gary and being inspired oh, no, no, by it? That's a Gary no, no, quote. That's a Gary. Okay. Okay. No, no. I have no control over Gary and he has no control over me, but I can tell you what Gary says. And what Gary says is what a chair is essentially is a place to put your ass. And if there's anything that all of us are going through right now, um, it's that question. What, where do, where do we, uh, where do we put our asses? Am I right in that? And you think, and you think that we should exalt our asses by putting them in architecturally inspired chairs of chairs of beauty, chairs of whimsy, chairs of many colors. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm supposing Uh, there. I'm just making suppositions. It's a supposition. I think it's a, it's a fair question to ask. I mean, because the true answer is not all the time. Sometimes you just at a Greyhound station and you just need to park it wherever you can park it. But when you have the choice, absolutely elevate your ass. Greyhound station, that seems like... That's a really good call, yeah. So, Jesse, uh, help me out here. Was, was, this, was the pandemic realization about chairs and asses, was that the reason you went off to the... Uh, Blue Mountains to study chair making? Well, now, it happened before that. Okay, a couple things happened. I was, study- I was studying lights, you know. There, there are a couple of different directions to take this in, right? You want to do something with your hands, you're like, oh, maybe lights is a thing. Oh, I really like the thing with the lights. And then you, like, see somebody who's doing chairs, and you're like, oh, chairs. Like, oh, that's really exciting. And, like, the woman who was doing chairs, who I really loved, Annie Evelyn. Annie Evelyn, y'all. Just Google it, AnnieEvelyn.com. She's just a peach, just a human being who is just a gem in the world. She would come to the witch out wearing a tutu and would run these boards through all sorts of complicated machinery and come out with something that was just so joyful. Like you'd sit in it and it would squish in places that you didn't expect it to squish and it would have colors that you didn't expect. And it was just the most delightful thing in the world. <laughs> what a What a lovely thing to do. I mean, especially if you think about it, coming at it from an architectural perspective where you're just um, often totally constrained by codes and by whatever, stakeholder expectations, whatever you call them, to be able to create a physical experience that just made people light up from the inside. Like, whoo-hoo, my butt just went squish. (laughs) Like, just... Absolutely. How did... Jessica, how did you... How did you, how did Annie Evelyn come onto your radar? Is that somebody you knew from? Well, that's the thing. I went to Penland School of Craft, which I will also um, make a giant pitch for here. Um, Penland School of Craft in North Carolina is one of these places where you can go take a two-week workshop and like just about anything you want to do wood woodcraft or metalwork or um, jewelry making or pottery or fiber arts. Oh my God! Um, I just dropped. The, I, I got really excited and I dropped my laptop. But um, 
Anyway, it's totally great. So I was taking a woodworking class with this guy, Ted Lott, who's totally fantastic. And I was learning how to make um, lit objects where you would throw light bulbs into just about any old thing and turn them into um, light sculptures. And that's when Amy was a um, resident artist at the time at Penland. And she was doing all these amazing chairs. And um, so I think a year or so later when she was teaching a class in chair making, I thought, well, of all the things I could do in the world, that's probably the thing that I want to go do. And so I did that last year and have been on this sort of trajectory ever since. I'm I'm looking at some of Annie Evelyn's chairs here and they are fantastic. She's delightful. Yeah. They're totally fantastic. Oh my God. Like you see the one with the flowers where like she made all these handmade paper flowers. And like, and you, uh, yeah, and that's, this- that's like the featured work, the Windsor flower chairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then if you scroll down a little bit, you're going to see one that like, that's like a, uh, almost like a papazon covered entirely in paper flowers. And the oh, yeah. joy of that. Yeah, you see that one? Right? I did. Oh, and it looks like it's very that, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell the scale here. That's that's as big as sort of a papazon. It's a it's a big sort of papazon. And um I think when I was at Penland last spring, um that chair had reached the end of its natural life and so Annie peeled it off of the foam underlay beneath and we took turns throwing it over bodies and like like crawling around in it like weird little flower covered beasties like it's just anyway there's there's just a tremendous amount of joy and um weirdness embedded in that in that approach that i that i just love these chairs are so cool and i gotta say i didn't realize when you said things got squishy i thought you were talking about human body parts but uh you were which you may have been but you were also talking about the chairs one of these the chairs themselves get squishy. Like the way that the way that your body interacts with the chairs are surprisingly squishy. And I think there's, there's something just just wonderful about that. There's a chair here called Squishy Sticks that I'm dying to sit on. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look mm-hmm. like sticks. That's incredible. And mm-hmm. so then Schaefer, I think you should move from that site over to, to Jesse's site at jessetemple.com and check out some of the things Jesse's doing, which I hadn't, I, again, I apologize for poorly researching my friend. <laughs> uh, no, I think this is necessary. I think none of us should pay too much attention to each other. Um, and yet just enough. Well, just enough so that you'll become a guest on the podcast. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, also, I will tell you, I took a lot of stuff off that website, so you're not going to be able to tell. But the very first chair I made with Annie was one that was based on the squishiness of it, which was like all of these flowers made out of dowels, and then they're layered on top of different layers of upholstery foam. So you look at them, and you think they're really hard, and then you sit on them, and then they like squish under your butt, and it's mm. super fun. It's just super fun. Like, And that's totally an Annie trick, and one that I really appreciate and I feel like there are so many ways to think about things that we build or things that we um let me think again let's talk about elevating your ass how are you going to elevate your ass you think about like the experience that you have with the uh um oh there I am I thought I thought I thought you were like I don't need the video I'm going all 
<laughs> you know what it is? I have this little heart that sometimes I put over my camera because huh. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm going to put a heart over it. Anyway, I accidentally put a heart over you guys. Well, I'm glad you're back. back now. Welcome back. Jesse, your chairs are <laughs> super cool. Jesse, I, I, I love this chair that looks like a peacock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's like a whole peacock series. I got really excited about peacocks like as a thing because, you know, it's a, it's a thing for furniture designers to make peacock chairs. So how did you, did you recently learn this caning skill or have you done that for a while? No, this is something that I've just been learning. So part of going to this workshop at Penland, um, Annie introduced us to these lovely people, Brandy Clements and Dave Klinger at the Silver River Center for Chair Caning in Asheville, North Carolina. And it's so great. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. We went there when I was a teenager. Family vacation. You went to the the Center for Chair Caning? Yeah, we just stopped by on our way up the East Coast. What did you find out? I'm I'm kidding. Don't listen to me. Go on. (laughs) You're totally kidding. Because here's what's totally great. These guys, they're like, they're just like, they're like 40 something nerds like the rest of us, right? And they, um, like, Brandy is a multi, I think, what, fourth generation chair caner? But when you say fourth generation chair caner and it sounds like you've all just been doing it in your garage for like as long as history can remember, that's not how it works, right? Like somebody knew how to fix a chair and then somebody else knew how to fix a chair and they just sort of like teach it generations down. But of course, everybody is doing a million other things like joining the Air Force and being a nurse and being a teacher and all this stuff. But you just happen to know how to fix chairs. And so Brandy takes this knowledge and she turns it into what becomes this national hub of this craft of chair caning, which is like all these different techniques and all of these wonderful um, historical traditions of, of fixing chairs and like weaving patterns and all of these things that come from a million different cultures. And um, she, we're, we're and trying to, we're trying to do that with podcasting. We were trying to become a national hub for podcasting and weave in things from many different cultures. It is exactly, it's exactly like that. And if you think about, you know, all your parents' skills at storytelling and like, you know, early attempts at microphoning situations. Jesse, I like your, I like your lights quite a bit too. And uh, I'm reminded of the fact that, you designed the lights for our bar, the front page. Did I now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good on me. Well done. Well done. And we get, we get, <laughs> wait, wait. You, I would say you did most of the designing. I guess uh, I can, and maybe uh, uh, we had a little, uh, we had a little bit of uh, say in it, I guess. But you did most of it, and we get compliments. It's one of the best. It's one of the best features of the bar. Good. I'll take full. I'll I'll take full credit, even though I think I had um, mostly Ike and I were like, "What if you did this?" Oh, I don't know. I think we'll do this instead. Uh, in that it was like, you know, that's a, I don't. I don't know. That's if a you real really look. That down for the history books. That's a real look at the creative process there. Yeah. But, <laughs> Particularly the the so-called chandeliers 
Where those were almost entirely. Oh, those are great. Those are great. Oh. Those were totally Ike. The ones that I the ones that I drew were like super complicated. They were like octagonal <laughs> and had some crazy combat angles. And he looked at them and they were like, "Uh, no, the guys are gonna fuck those up." <laughs> Wait, sorry, maybe don't play that in the podcast. No, he was like, "Uh, no." Let's I think make them square. I think for the listeners, we should clarify that. Uh, Jesse works with our friends, um, Ike and Matt, who have a company, Blue Sky Design Built. Is that the name of it? Um, and but you they're have, wonderful. They're wonderful. You should awesome. hire them for everything that 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 comes up. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Jesse Jesse offices out of uh, Blue Sky Design Build, and then the whole thing is in the same complex as our bar, the front page. So we're kind of we're all we're all metaphorically in bed together. It's cozy. I think Real cozy. In business in business together. I think is. <laughs> yeah, business. Yeah. I I'm sure some of us some of us have probably been in been in literal beds together too. Or maybe not not at the same time at the same bed or who knows. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Jesse, I need a, I need, a, I need a list of uh, guests to, from your happy hour so that I can text them and let them know to stop harassing you over there. <laughs> uh, good luck. It's been, a, it's been a long and crazy twenty years. I would estimate that I've known you just about twenty years, Jesse. Fifteen. Um, it's not true. It's not true. It feels like twenty years, and yet it's not actually twenty years. I think no. I first met you. In- 2012 or something like that. that. No, that's not true. It was like 2006 at Lisa Lisa Bruner's uh, New Year's Eve party. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, that's still only 14. Still not 20 years. All right. Yeah. All right, 15 years. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying oh. to figure it out. I wasn't sure. But. Okay. Okay. It's been fun. It's been fun and weird and wild. It's it's been a good it's been a good run so far. Uh, um, so does that mean it's time to talk poor choices? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, not yet. Although that it does does lend itself, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> one thing that I forgot about that we we kind of we were we were promoting it just before we got you on the phone. This is our fortieth episode. And I was laughing about the, the phrase over the hill. And uh-huh. as I was thinking about that during the, that is, so do you guys remember when you were kids and if somebody was turned 40, then you like got them black toilet paper and, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, did all this weird stuff that, that people don't really do anymore. And that's like, and I realized it's so funny, like our culture, like that is t- entirely changed, you know, like I, I blew past 40 with, with the maturity level of a 22 year old. Like it wasn't like, uh, none of it felt over the hill to me and it doesn't seem to be a, a really popular cultural meme anymore. Uh, Nobody sent you black toilet paper? No. And that's, and that's fine. Uh, I did get a Buffalo skin vest. Well, the goalpost is more meaningful. Yeah, I'd say probably sixty is now, is now, for well, who knows? 
Who knows? The, the, the goalpost has moved on that, too. I mean, 40 maybe isn't what it used to be. And but what was it then? This is a really good question because I think a lot about getting old and what it means, like what it means in terms of new opportunities and also what it means in terms of like closed doors. And uh, what does it mean now? Doesn't seem to me to mean very much at all. I, it, it's all relative, right? I mean, it depends on your mindset, and it depends on. Um, but Matthew, even even you, you know, you've got a wife and two kids. Even you, you know, you you can, you freely change jobs. You talk about uh, moving towns, telecommuting, all that stuff. You don't, you know, you would be the closest one, I think, to the that traditional style of life. And and you and I think even do I you are, seem over the hill to you guys? No, no, not at all. That's my point. Even you uh, are seem far away from that that very rigid norm that they that that I'm remembering. Well, it sounds like that was all a construct, and that of course, of course, people were just yeah. People people shouldn't listen to those birthday banners. Lordy, 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 look who's forty. <laughs> Jesse, look, <laughs> we we were we've been talking about where we elevate our asses. Another place yeah. that you can sit is a stoop. You know, you can sit out on the stairs in front of your uh, building. Uh, Jesse, tell the listeners a little bit about geezer stairs. Well, I'll tell you one thing or two about geezer stairs is uh, you get a good view from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can I see mean, people. Uh, you can yeah. see what a bunch of nudniks are doing on your block. <laughs> sometimes the nudniks you know sometimes the nudniks you've never seen before but one thing you could do with geezer stairs is uh, tell it like it is you know what I'm hey, you know and now that you're aged now that you're 40 ish over the hill you could just sit yeah. you could just sit out on the stairs and you could just talk about what's going on what are these what are these good for nothing nudniks these ne'er-do-wells doing out here on my block you call that a haircut <laughs> I've seen that kid with that haircut. Like he should. I mean, he's is, is his mother seen that haircut? Yeah. What got cut? Yeah. Is that hair? Yeah. Is it blue? Is that hair blue? Uh, you guys want to want to give me a little background on geezer stairs? You, I, I feel oh, like I you were. I feel like that. you were there. Were you not there for the geezer stairs? Well, I'll tell you who wasn't there. One magical nation. And uh, so maybe tell Oh, all oh, right, all oh, right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Good point. So, okay, one night, uh, I feel like we had been out somewhere before, but we end up. This was in the before time, Schaefer. Many, many years in the before time. I've, I've forgotten yeah. them. I've forgotten we, them all. We end up, we end up over at uh, Super Fan Manisha's house, everybody here, and maybe some other people. Super Woo! Uh, and there, there's a wall, there's a courtyard and there's a wall and there's a set of stairs that goes nowheres. <laughs> there are three metal stairs with a, with a banister going up to a, a cinder block wall and the fire pit circle kind of is, uh, you know, uh, on the outside, the, the stairs are on the outside of the fire pit circle 
And there were a lot of people there. And Jesse and I ended up sitting on the stairs together. And out of a shared love of performance, we, we came up with a skit on, on site in the moment. Basically, we were just sitting up on the stairs together and we started uh, heckling everybody down in the uh, <laughs> everybody down in the fire pit circle. Fire pit, yeah. And instead of just regular bullying, we turned it into a play or a or a skit that we call geezer stairs. And we're doing a play on words there because we're geezers and we're sitting on stairs and we're staring at you. <laughs> Maybe there's a play with geezer too. We haven't found out what it is, but maybe you're smarter than we are. So we have at it. It's a recurring bit in Manisha's backyard is what geezer does. <laughs> it's true. It's and true. and yeah. when we started talking about it, we just so easily slipped into it. It's I, I feel like it's uh it's a real passion project for me. I don't know about Jesse. I feel like Jesse was maybe Jesse was maybe just humoring me. No, it's actually like a persona that I keep on my pants all the time. I mean, it's there. Is it going to come out? Is my question. And like the answer is, yeah, it's going to come out. You should put yeah. it on your website. Yeah, and here's my fucking geezer stare. You're like, maybe you want to take a look at this. Yeah. Co-host. You like chair. Co-host. You know what you like? stare. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go get your GED, you bum? <laughs> yeah, I want you as my business manager because you you got an eye for this shit. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if our friends really appreciated us telling it like it is that night. <laughs> I think, well, part I of the problem is your friends were making it. Got their fucking GED, but uh, there's probably yeah. a couple of them who could use a little nudge. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe if they had made it past the eighth grade. <laughs> Listen, sorry, one magic. I don't need to, you don't have your to, to be <laughs> So, making poor choices. Oh, oh, no. Shaker's ready to move on I to making poor choices. <laughs> we what see are you, you talking about? We see you over there wanting to go on to the next item on the show uh, sheet. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny how all, all of these segments keep they they keep naturally leading us towards poor choices. But we should we should hold off for as long as we can. For well, I think we need to mention one other thing before tales of poor choices. What's the what's the show sheet say? The show sheet says karaoke. Oh, the poorest choice of all. <laughs> like those two things don't intersect beautifully. Well, okay. I I mention it because. Our guest and I have been known to do a duet. And let me say this, folks. I don't do a duet with just anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How'd you know it go? Saying? How'd it go? And you in your remember. <laughs> uh, we, did, uh, we did Islands in the Stream at uh, the Christmas yeah. party, at, Lu- at Ike's Christmas party that time. It was fantastic. And we won, right? Am I wrong? I, won? I, I won. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I credited, but I credited you in my speech. I Wait, said, did I? I said I couldn't. I admit, you were there. Did I disappear? Oh dear. Do I owe you an apology? 
No, no. You owe me another round on the karaoke stage. <laughs> oh, darn it. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, Jesse. Can, can you, for the listenership, tell us a tale of making poor choices? Oh, so many of them. Um, well, here, let me tell well, you. The, go with the best that. one. Go with the top. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. No, no. Let's go for it. <laughs> let's, let's swing in the middle where it hurts less. Okay, um, fair enough. The one thing that has to do with karaoke, which is uh, in Seattle in about, like, 2000 and... Shit, 2002? maybe I was still in graduate school and like, I don't know, I was making a lot of bad choices, but like the fun kind that you can make in your late twenties, early thirties. Um, but at some point it was new year's and we went to a bar, but it turned out to be a gay bar and it was a karaoke night and it was new year's. And I decided that the song I was going to sing is I want you to want me to a bunch of gay men. And they were like, Oh honey, we want you, but no. And uh, that was, that's, Perfect. Anyway, it was like the full. It was, it was the full extent of my. Um, I tried so hard. I did. So went. <laughs> I, that. I forgot to do the tales of poor choices beat. Wait, is that the Tales of Poor Choices? Hey, okay, hang on. Speaking of Tales of Poor Choices, I'm going to tell my sister. Hey, She's saying goodbye to those podcast interrupters over there. Those no good podcast interrupters. These guys are fully participating in bad choices right now. They've got no respect for the podcasts. They know what they're doing over there. There they go. It's. I think it's nice that, that. I think it's nice that you think that this podcast deserves respect. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying. You know. I hear you. That's all we can do. And I knew that uh, I knew that this was going to be a hang on for a wild ride kind of podcast, and it has been. I really enjoyed it. Also, the pain pills have kicked in, so that's uh, yeah. I could see the pain pills in your eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's been that's been huge in uh, in my evening of podcasting. Let me tell you. <clears throat> can we see? Can we see your tooth? Can you give us a visual? It's just it's the very back left molar. So no. Yeah. No. It's, can you give a description like based on oh, can gravel? You write, can, you write a, can you write a poem about your tooth pain real quick for us? It has, it has, a, it has yeah. a small, deep crack in it is how the guy described it. Ooh, that sounds like a fantastic poem oh, title. Small, <laughs> deep crack. Yeah. Mm. I okay. hold a small, deep crack in my heart in empathy to the small, deep crack in your tooth. Oh, I, I appreciate that. You're, uh, you're so kind. Schaefer was oh. trying to get us to move on from, 
from talking about geezer stairs a minute ago because of the maybe because of the bullying nature of geezer stairs but man it cracks me up every mm-hmm. time. just they're just one of my be, great delights I, I, I think it's really I've, nice to have somebody uh can we talk about pandemic personas like do you guys have alter egos Am yeah I the only one who has it's, an alter ego i yeah. surely can't be the only one yeah we're podcasters oh uh, yeah uh, give me one more. Um, yeah, we're podcasting up here for sure. What's your What's your pandemic alter ego? She told us it's Gary. Oh, my mine's fully Gary. Who's Schaefer's? Uh, let's see. I definitely, I definitely spent enough time alone. You know, at the height of the pandemic, that I I do feel like I became a different person, but that person didn't have a name. He didn't have any friends. He didn't, uh, he, you know, he was devoid of personal traits. Like, uh, it was a, it was like a gray man from the future or something. It was very strange. This is uh, some Scandinavian metal shit. <laughs> <laughs> that person. And I discovered, yeah, the other night that that person apparent, apparently has a deep affection for Scandinavian black metal. Yes. Does that person have a name? No, he's devoid of devoid of any characteristic, any any relatable characteristics. Is that like, it is would be like, like um, the gray man or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scary. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, I'm. Uh, it's not. He's not a. He's not a funny crotchety dude like old Gary. Uh, the gray man is he like your id? I think maybe a manifestation of things that were going on at the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now comes to the part of the show where our guest psychoanalyzes Shafi. <laughs> Why don't, don't we do this every that. time? I just I just wonder about it. I mean. I wake up every morning and go for a walk with a dog, right? Because that's what I do. And when I walk the dog, what happens in my brain is I just rehearse all the bullshit that's been, like, coming in. Like, I look at the headlines every morning before I walk the dog, and I, like, listen to all the other stuff. And so it tends to be things like, okay, like, pandemic numbers are rising. And, like, we're going to flip Georgia and... um, if you are traveling for Thanksgiving, perhaps think about cozy socks and uh, roasted turkey recipes and scented candles and like all the other, just like, just the, the melange of stuff. And then there's a lost dog and like, and a lost cat. And have you checked under your garage and like the urgency, urgency, urgency of just American culture generally? Like I think often we are an exhortative culture, like, if you were to describe us to some other culture, we would be like, oh, we're the ones who were like, you got to do this, and then you got to do this, and then you got to do this other thing. Like, are you recycling? Are you not recycling? If you're recycling, you're a goddamn fucking idiot. And then the way we Anyway, I like that. I like that, that, that was a real look at how the sausage is made. What, sorry? That was a real look under the hood right there. Oh, sorry. I know. I mean, that, no, yeah. that's perfect. That's what, what I mean. Like, no, that's what this show is about. Of, there's, there's a lot of shoo, 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 shoo. and sometimes you have to like 
love the dog, let all those voices air out, and then decide what you're going to do with your day. Um, Walking the dog is interesting to me because I think definitely, like, if I had just had even a dog or a cat around, uh, that that gray person would have been less prevalent. Like, just having one other living creature to to legitimize yourself as a living creature, I think is, is really all it takes. And I want to be clear this, this, you know, you're specifically asking, did, did any alter egos manifest themselves? I didn't spend the whole time as this person. I, I spent a lot of time actually really enjoying the quiet and the slowness of the lockdown. And also I would go over, you know, and hang out with my niece and nephew. And then, you know, and then that would, but there were a few times when I was alone for a long period of time and, and that, that started to happen, you know, but, but that was, those were individual times. They didn't last, they, you know. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. Like, I don't think that any of us inhabit these characters fully or all the time, but I think that there are these sort of visitations from this, from this world that we all inhabit that yeah. are really interesting to well, look at, but also to embody. Like the geezers on the stairs. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I was, I've been an old man since a very young age. And yeah. uh, it's so nice to finally come into my own as just a, as just a bah humbug, crotchety old geezer. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you guys look on the screen at how tiny my head is? Hello. Okay. Well, do you have um, it in, you're doing great. Do you have it in gallery? Huh? Say oh, again? I don't. I don't know. Let's not talk about the details. Um, I really like you as a as an old man. I mean, I've known you for you know a solid ten years. I liked you as a young man too, but I think you're really coming into yourself now. Um, that's why what are you doing when your hair is great keep it up what I'm, what I'm doing with my hair is that what we said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what we're doing here or what I'm doing with my hair oh, what, no no what you're doing with your hair is great okay. also what you're doing here is great I'm just, I, I want to give you a lot of like a lot, a lot of good feedback but, but Matthew do you have alter egos like do you have other characters that you feel need to sometimes get explored? I don't know. I've I've definitely been accused of like multiple personality disorder things. So I'm don't, I don't doubt it, but like, but I think that's just moodiness. I think that's just different moods. And I feel pretty, I don't think I have a, uh, pandemic alter ego, but I do feel like the pandemic has made me focus more on what I want to be and, and be, mm. and be truer to myself. Maybe I was maybe in the, in the hurried, harried atmosphere of the before time, I, I had lost sight of what I wanted to do and what I love and things like geezer stairs and this podcast remind me of what I love and what I want to do. 
So uh, in that respect, ta- like just taking some steps to do, I, I mean, I feel like this is a common refrain and feeling amidst the pandemic is like, oh, how do you really want to spend your time? What if everything just blows up and there's nothing there except for what do you want to do? Um, so, I, I mean, I, and I feel fortunate that I kind of know what that is. Like, maybe there are other people who are at this precipice of the pandemic and they're thinking, okay, well, th- this is like pushing something, pushing me to do something, but I don't even know what that is. I at least know what that is, which is make art, make funny with my mouth, <laughs> make, you know, <laughs> make entertain, make people laugh. Be be positive. Shine light on positivity. I think that's a lot of what we're trying to do here. Also focusing on the words. We're, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've been having like multiple production meetings about what is this podcast about. And, and we, it was pointed out to us by Schaefer Sensei, Alex Battles, that the show is about the show, which is a little, maybe a little myopic, but... Um, we're trying to make it universal too. Can something be myopic and universal? I think that's actually the human condition. What's sorry, Saber, what was that? That was like, I saw a, I'm not sure what that was. I dry. Three C's. Oh, Oh, the three C's, right. Community, comedy, comfort. I... All I can think about is Gabby throwing up her mouth a little bit on that. Yeah. Good. We made her do it again. That's funny. That's comedy. Whenever somebody barfs in their mouth, that's comedy. Uh, Let's not go all the way there, but I'm willing (laughs) to suffer a little bit of stomach discomfort. Tragedy is when I barf in my mouth. Comedy is when you vomit all over your own bed. Jesse, when we get back to when it's safe to be around people, um, what's the first song you're going to do at the karaoke bar? Oh, my God. I mean, that's such a good question. I love Islands in the Stream. I love it. I love it as a duet. I feel like it just brings people together. Um, Oh, wait. You wait, wait. That reminds me, I wanted to finish what I was saying earlier. Yeah. In karaoke, people love to come up to you and be like, let's do a song together, you know? And I'm really a solo artist. I'm usually not into that. But you and I doing, karaoke, doing Islands in the Stream, like I felt supported. I felt like this is going to go real good. And it did, even though you have no memory of it. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Um. I just. I just really appreciate that. I really. I really appreciate. I, yeah, you, no, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate remembering it. I appreciate your art, and I appreciate your <laughs> your circuitous uh, path to becoming a a contributing writer for Dwell Magazine, <laughs> and who you know. <laughs> and I think I appreciate you being on this yeah. podcast. Although I think we're going to get you again for a uh, for one of our afternoon episodes. <laughs> Wait, do you think 
my decision to have a happy hour before this podcast was a poor choice. No, uh, I, I think I think it was exactly the right choice. <laughs> we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> I do. I really appreciate you guys. Are you have you listened to the podcast? Um, well, I listened to like two episodes. Okay, that's, that's more than most of our guests. We just started episode 24, and so I did, and then something happened and I skipped ahead, and then suddenly it was time to be on the podcast. Anyway, yeah. here I am. Yeah. What do I need to know? What, what should I know for the next podcast? How should I prepare myself? I'll send you some notes. Don't do that. <laughs> do some forward promotion. Everybody look forward to the Jesse Temple interview part two. Before, we're, we're, calling, we're calling that interview before the happy hour. We're going we're gonna to talk to her at three o'clock and I'm not talking about at the front page. I am very, just, just generally very. <laughs> not right now. Okay. Oh, uh, I, uh, guys, time. I came across a, I came across a James Tate poem that reminded me of this podcast. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes. Yes, please. It's called Flight, and it's dedicated to Kay. Like a glum cricket, the refrigerator is singing, and just as I am convinced that it is the only noise in the building, a pot falls in 2B. The neighbors on both sides of me suddenly realize that they have not made love to their wives since 1947. The racket multiplies. The man down the hall is teaching his dog to fly. The fish are disgusted and beat their heads blue against a cold aquarium. I, too, lose control and consider the dust huddled in the corner a threat to my endurance. Were you here, we would not tolerate mongrels in the air nor the conspiracies of dust. We would drive all night, your head tilted on my shoulder. At dawn, I would nudge you with my anxious fingers and say, already, we are in Idaho. Whoa. Love it. It was, uh, it was conspiracies of dust and the refrigerator singing that made me think of this podcast. Can you hear the fridge? No, not at all. Okay, okay, good. But we, but we sure have talked about it. Yeah. All right, Jesse. Well, we'll let you go. Or, or did your guests leave? They've gone. Okay. They've not. They've said they love you. And sorry, uh, sorry, we drove them off with our parenting. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, we pulled you away from your party. That was messed up. No, I loved it a lot. It was just just right. Um. Uh, I look forward to <laughs> You look forward to returning. I look, I look forward to another to a do over. Honestly, tonight tonight was a blast. It was it was perfect. It's it was a blast. It. it was a blast, but I'm it was a blast, but I'm gonna give you a do over too. You are gonna give me a do over? This is really fantastic. Okay. Send send me like a list. I'll be ready. I'm gonna do my homework. I'm gonna have a bullet point and I want some. you to be at the blue no. sky offices. You still have a chair there at the blue sky offices? Oh, I have a chair there. It might be full okay. of stuff, but I have a chair there. I, I want yeah, I want you there for the next podcast. Can't be okay. It. Okay. Okay. I'll be buttoned up. 
I'll be wearing a suit and I'll be ready. We um, love, so we love you. Thank you. I love you guys. Do you, have, do, okay. do you need, do you have anything to say to one magical nation? Go to, mm-hmm. go to our listeners. Do you, go to jessietemple.com and, huh. and commission. I mean, you could. Commission. What the hell you want to do that for? Commission a chair. And go to Annie. Go to AnnieEvelyn.com for the inspiration for Jessie. Go to AnnieEvelyn.com. She's got this thing you're looking for. Okay. Okay. Love you a lot. She's in character. I love that. By the way, the, the poor are the choices. The better the stories. <laughs> Bye. Nice. Bye. We love you. Rain is falling. It's Saturday night. Birds are looking for shelter with all their might. And you and I were laughing about yesterday's fight You hold my hand and you sip your beer The music's soft and we sit so near You and I were laughing about yesterday's tears Funny how a sudden rain doesn't seem Never change a thing Funny how those sweet clouds Keep on rolling Funny how tonight It feels so right And yesterday The whole world was exploding You kiss my neck And you whisper my name You light two cigarettes with So mad But right now Would it feel so good If it had it felt so